everyone welcome back to another episode of let's talk big things where we talk big big things. i had to put falsetto <laughs> oh extra <laughs> It was so falsetto. We, I'm here for it, though. I'm here for it. The dream would be proud. Don't you? Not the dream. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Tell me how old you really are. Facts. Um, yeah. We are your host. I'm Hawa. I'm Sadie. And I'm Katie Atu. This week, we will be discussing intergenerational trauma dun 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 but make it black (laughs) (laughs) every day but make it black black. um but no I really wanted to I feel like well for me especially when I hear the term interracial trauma intergenerational trauma sorry um I do think of you know our indigenous brothers and sisters which 100% they face intergenerational trauma from colonial colonialism (laughs) y'all I'm so sorry I can't speak anyway colonialism from genocide from residential schooling and you know that has passed on from grandparents to parents to to children and that is what intergenerational trauma is but when we think about the black family Mm -hmm. intergenerational trauma like what are some things that come into mind for y'all I know what comes to mind for me, but I want to ask y'all. Um, poverty <laughs> is the what first thing that mean? comes to mind. Poverty, poverty uh, mental health being a taboo. Um, mm. uh, the whole gender roles, we can even dive that, like we can add that in as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We can talk about the imbalances within the gender roles, whether that's finance or, um, I don't know, like, from who's leading the household to like trickling yeah. down to the kids yeah. um communication yeah, yeah. <sighs> communication Sadie now you know what <laughs> let's just talk about communication at this point because communication that is black trauma yeah. <laughs> that is trauma no yeah period do you know how to spell it <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna bad. lie. That would be messing around with me. Sometimes I'm like, is it two M's or just one? Okay. Okay. No. Okay. okay. It was a joke. <laughs> I told her. I thought you were being serious. I thought being serious. My bad. I'm, no, I was joking too. I was joking too. Dying. <laughs> I was joking too. But no communication. I mean, I feel like a lot of BIPOC people can relate, but when it comes to the black community, it's just it's sad because a lot of us don't even know how to show like emotional vulnerability within us amongst our like expressing our emotions exactly amongst our own family like inside our households our parents don't know how to do that to us and we don't know how to do that to Mm -hmm. them you can see that across various cultures um then it then like trickles down and affects the way you even communicate with your family and even Mm -hmm. outside of that so yeah you're absolutely correct it's a ripple effect it's like especially with what you said like with the whole they don't know what we're feeling and we don't know what they're feeling and we all are in our own feelings like you know what I mean so but then we put on this face that everything is all bubbly sunshines and greatness um, and and we don't really know how it's affecting us until it's too late and it's already been passed down yeah and I feel like when it comes to uh, trauma in black families putting you brought up a great point Katie putting up that face kind of like oh yeah everything is fine because you know 
I feel like when it comes to the Black community, we forget that we deal with so many other issues and that we think the only thing we deal with is racism. That's the only thing we need to focus on, racism yeah. and, and the white man and the oppressor and stuff like that. But we're dealing with mental illness. We're, we're dealing with, you know, teen pregnancies. We're dealing with fathers in, um, in the criminal justice system, mothers in the mm-hmm. criminal justice system, sons, like daughters, basically everyone which is you know a system built from slavery to keep us in there we're dealing with mental health we're dealing mm-hmm. with poverty we're dealing with you know um high school dropout um not as much black people in general in higher education stuff like that and i feel like we put on this face like yes we're strong um and we don't deal with these things you know Mm -hmm. those those issues are for like the other people but we do and because we don't deal with it then we pass it down or we Mm -hmm. don't know how to help our youth and we don't know how to help our children we don't know how to help the next generation and then I feel like that's how it just continues and continues and continues because again going back to communication we do not talk we don't talk about those things mm-hmm. um it's kind of it's almost like we're always in a mode of survival all the time so we forget to just sit down and just talk have yeah, a i would even say like it's not even just forgetting it's, it's that's how we were raised like you're not it's supposed true. to open up and and talk about your feelings like that it's more so like okay fix it like you know what i mean find a way yeah. to fix it go pray Especially go be, black men we'll deal with it boys. exactly yeah. like don't show your emotions you're a man or don't don't act like a little girl like you know what i mean grow up so just all these things that we were already taught or things like don't talk about family business outside like keep keep it all hush hush you know despite mm-hmm. what's keep happening it in the family keep it in the family don't go tell your business um hearing but then hearing back home knows all your business like yep <laughs> the sense is not sensing it's not sense wow she always be doing sense, that i told you the math is not mathing the sense is not sensing it really isn't though because you know because people back home they know the business yeah yeah but over here when i say hey guys like maybe i should like go and find some you know therapy whatever therapy for what <laughs> exactly yeah. go yeah. go and face your books it's because you're on that phone that's why you you think you need their <laughs> like what <laughs> it's really that no really excuse to this day my mom still says because they're on that phone <laughs> <laughs> for, for every excuse and <laughs> hey, mom i don't have friends to talk to on the phone now like it's just it's that's not so <laughs> that is the joke that's but the joke. but it really is that like you keep it within the family and I feel like with uh with African culture especially going to your elders going to um like your older brother your older sister whatever for helping guidance that's a big thing making sure that you have family involvement and like whether it's like marital issues or something but I feel like that can also be toxic because what if their marriage isn't as you know as like good as you think it is yeah like you're going to this person you know what if they secretly beat their wives but you're going to this person because you don't want that's also normalized right it's okay that's normal work it out and that's 
the cycle. That's also yes. trauma. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard <laughs> like my uncles and stuff say like, or even like um my aunties and stuff, don't make him mad. Don't make him mad and he won't put his hands on you. Don't do this and they and he won't. And it is normalized. It's like, oh well, you know, you know how men are just kind of happy. Yeah. You, you know, know how they are. It's always like that. You know how they are. They're dirty. They like to go out. They'll talk mm-hmm. to other women. That's just how like no, that's not how it should be though. No, it shouldn't no, have honestly. to be like that. Like, why can't you just treat each other like even for for wives who like treat their spouses or husbands who treat their spouses, just treat each other nicely. Like, we don't have to normalize yeah. this toxic relationship. And then you see that from like married couples, and then the way that they treat their children or the way that they raise their children as well. And then again, like the whole trauma cycle continues because we think it's normal. Like, for example, beatings. When you think about it, we can all, you know, we can all sit here and like, yeah, like I used to get beat with the, you used to get beat with the belt. Yeah, I used to bring like the hanger and stuff like that. And like we make this kiki. But when you when you really deep it, that's very problematic. Like, yeah. why am I over here bonding over somebody because we both got beat with wooden spoons? Like, <laughs> that's not that's not okay. It really isn't okay, and it honestly makes me think. Like, am I going to use the same methods with my kids? This oh, I, mean, I want them to bond with before, other children but... like that. We have, but like, we didn't talk about it in the sense like, is that is that enforcing trauma onto the next generation or is it just culture? Like how we always make um, that excuse. It's culture. You know what? I actually recently watched a YouTube video. Um, I believe her name was Dr. Joy DeGray, And she was talking about how like we tend to do that a lot where we call this, this trauma of ours culture. Um, yeah. And I hate to bring it back to slavery and colonialism, but like that's just the truth. A lot of things, yeah, a lot of some, issues. Bring it back. Bring it back. Always <laughs> bring blame them. <laughs> a lot of a lot blame of issues them. do stem from those those days, those times, and what Black people went through. So like, uh, there was actually an experiment that she was seeing in this YouTube video where if there were like two mothers in a room and those two mothers were kind of like talking about their sons and kind of praising their sons. So you have the black mom and you have um, a non-black mother and the non-black mother would probably be like, Oh, my son got this certificate, got this award, did that and this, like, I'm so proud of him. And then the black mother, even though, yes, we know that the black mother is proud of her son. She'd probably be like, you know what? He's such a handful. Like he works on my nerve. Like, oh my god he just does too much kind of thing and she noticed that a lot of black mothers did do that in the experiment and she said that that's because if you take it back into the slavery times um if there's a mother and a son working in the field and the white man came up and was like you know what your son's actually he's he's working hard like he's putting in a lot of work the mom is not gonna stand there and be like oh you know what i'm proud of my son too isn't he amazing no because obviously mm. that's going to make sure that the child eventually gets sold or like the child can get raped. Like you're, you're not trying to like make the child look better in the white man's eyes kind of thing. They would try to belittle their, their children. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah. it's yeah. the same, interesting. same oh, thing really where like black mothers and black fathers do the same thing with their children because that's literally where it stemmed, it stemmed from. Like we're in survival mode because that's where we got it from. So yeah no it's true and like to even add to that point it's more so like it's one of those 
where you would think that the parent would be always talking about their child in this limelight because they're so proud and it's not necessarily to say that they're not proud it's just that it's always like they're looking at the negatives um mm. I know my kids growing up there wasn't really much you could really say that was bad about me <laughs> but there wasn't much like you yeah, know it, w- it would always be literally. people t- talking to my parents saying how great of a child I am like in terms of like just awards right. schools activities and stuff like that like I would get a lot of praise from people outside the family and it's like here I would be like I would get the whole like smiles and you know good exactly. job da, 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 keep it pushing but it would always be like do more you know like mm-hmm. okay this is great what but next? do more exactly, <laughs> exactly. no 100 <laughs> percent. like same with same with my parents like mm-hmm. I've I've never been sent to like the principal's office like I've yeah. always done my work and stuff like that they've always heard good things from like um other parents and, right. and teachers and stuff like that but then at home it's like oh yeah good job keep up the good work but next time make sure instead of 95 you add the other five to get 100 so that like it was never it was yeah it was almost like it was never enough and Mm -hmm. I think because like even though I guess I would get like the praise at school it still didn't feel like anything because my it's not that my parents like didn't congratulate me or anything but it it felt like it still wasn't enough it wasn't like enough. I know when I go home it's just gonna be like oh like good job yeah and then it makes you know? it, it makes you feel like okay now am I enough like what's the mm-hmm. point of me doing all this stuff and mm-hmm. breaking my butt off if it's never gonna pay off you know but then it, it to an extent it does continue to push you because then it, it's like okay I gotta keep working hard but then it can also your your battery can run out you know what I mean yeah, so it can really, out. exactly but then exactly. you also think about like did their parents kind of do the same thing because when I think about it Most I can't likely. really see I can't really see my grandparents being like oh my gosh like wow you did this and but like yeah. I can't really see them doing that for my parents so it makes sense maybe that's that's just like a normal reaction for my parents that you're you're not really gonna because it's almost like it's expected you should do you should do well in school you yes. should do well in so and so and so so what's the point mm-hmm. of going above and beyond like I would see my friends I'm like oh after school I get to go out and like pick something from the toy jar (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) I get to go home and eat rice like I don't know like because having food water shelter clothes that's what we should be grateful for not anything that's that's more than that and that's why um I said it's like we're always in survival mode because that that's that's what you need to survive why do you need anything else because back in um you know, when there was slavery and and even more discrimination and racism and stuff like that, that wasn't easy for us to get or to take. So now that we have it, it's kind of like, what what more do you need? Um, I don't know. I just. Yeah, no, it's really unfortunate because like even like the emotional vulnerability, emotional vulnerability, um, (laughs) the parents lack showing that and goes back to slavery once again families were ripped apart like Ooh. people were sold like let's talk about caribbean crazy. mothers coming from their countries to come to canada for work and then when and they didn't because they they spent so much time working and making money for their families they didn't have enough time to spend time with their families mm. but they couldn't even bring them here because canada and their racist immigration policies like it's just 
it 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 does stem back to like slavery and and racism and stuff like that because um when you think about um like the black family and like black fathers being absent even like it doesn't even start with us Mm -hmm. it starts back at slavery and stuff like that so it's it's like years and years and years and years of trauma and it's almost like how do we even break that because when you think about it it was never broken because that's how the world was set up for us so where do you even start in terms of like dismantling it and stuff like that it's hard and, like ripping it apart that's how the structure was created like we talk about systemic racism and modern day colonization so that's I think that's what we need to really start talking about more and start exploring because at the end of the day there's a reason why certain communities look that look the way they do um when there's a lot of minorities versus when there's a lot of like white people in that community and it looks more rich and like it's it's um, more put together so just the way communities are even structured um things like that from like the in- industrial prison system like who is being thrown in inside all of these yeah. prisons like who is being bad and who are the if- officers who hi who are the officers that you see all the time exactly so things like that as to how we can trump it I don't know, man, it can be little things like education, um, being taught and like being motivated more uh, to actually pursue these different roles, uh, having these opportunities to become um, senior role executives, you know what I mean? Like having those management roles, getting those earnings and being paid for the work that we do as well is another way, because oftentimes I feel like it's so hard to find a job that will pay you well for the work that you do we're like running around working our wigs off <laughs> we're working everything not so hard wigs, only to only to be getting be. paid no facts <laughs> the gas to be is slipping only for us to be getting paid minimum wage <laughs> like things like that it's it's hard and then we wonder why people are doing all these bad things like it, it goes back to that as well we look at the youth and we always talk about we need to help the youth we got to educate them. We got to stop the violence. We got to stop um, gun violence. But then we don't look at the root cause. People are struggling to find housing. People are struggling to find uh, food. People are trying to are struggling to find comfort and love and be and to be accepted within a family. That's why oftentimes they do rely on the streets. And we're so quick to be like, oh, that's a gangster. Oh, this is a bad mm-hmm. person. Like throw that person in jail. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're we're all so quick to judge because we feel like we're living in our own perfect bubble and if it's doesn't go our way then it's you know it's wrong um and I don't know it this is a hard one because I don't really think it could ever truly be fixed based on the foundation that it was built on the only way we can really really fix things is to dash away the entire system and create a whole new one but no I'm telling you we have to die first and and a new race has to come Guys. <laughs> like no i'm being so serious though like no no someone get her you will have to eliminate and then new people come someone get her <laughs> that's the only way it's the only way yeah i think for right talk. now all we could do is just like the little things like just paying it forward you know try to help someone as as much as we can i don't know just not giving up hope i think i think it's very hard I understand because the system is we can't blame the system we can we can't point the fingers to whatever because definitely true like I agree with that but then there's another side to it where it's like black people do need to 
start taking more accountability. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to say that because there's so many barriers already placed in front of us um, that are put up against us. And it's really hard to work through those barriers. But at the same time, we really need to try to put the work in ourselves and, and kind of make it out of this hole. Um, because there is like another podcast that I heard where it's like, the victim is also the villain. And it's true. It kind of just yeah. means like hurt people, hurt, hurt people. people. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that it's is like, that's exactly what's going on. Like our parents are hurt. <laughs> and that's why yeah. they're the, the way that they're kind of cope. They're not even coping with it, but they're kind of projecting that onto us as kids and yes. the cycle just keeps on going. So it's like, I guess for us um, being like of diaspora and having the knowledge that we know now, like it really is on us to kind of change that and break that cycle because it really does start in the household. Like we can blame the system. We can blame slavery. We can always bring it back to colonialism. Of course, that's where it all started. But if we really want to make change, it starts in the households because that's where the child itself is being brought up. And then mm -hmm. when they get placed into the system, they'll be prepared for that because it started mm -hmm. in the household. Like that knowledge started in that household. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Right. It's a tough one. It's a really tough for one. Even like things like, because you mentioned a good point in regards to like taking accountability. How I look at it when you said that is more so like helping one another more because yes, there are barriers in place. However, there are people within different uh, companies, organizations who are already there. They're already in CGR man right. management roles, but they're not giving the jobs or helping or, or reaching out their hand to like help uplift the youth and helping the communities that they come from. Um, so it's, they have this mentality that they made it, you know, and, and all, all of a sudden they got, what is it called? Blinders or tunnel vision? Sorry. They got tunnel vision um, and they don't remember to help the ones behind. So we need to remember to always, yes, focus on ourselves and, and make it out, quote unquote, the hood, whatever, or just make it out in general. Uh, but we also have to remember to come back and help those who yes. were once like us, you know, because we got to where we are based on the help that we received. Yeah. How? Don't know. But we got help regardless, <laughs> you know, it's help. true. You can't do things by yourself, no matter how yeah. hard you try. Yeah, you'll fail never never that's why like i i heavily believe i don't know because like i'm a child and youth care worker but i do mm -hmm. believe in the phrase like it does take a village to raise a child yes. especially um black children it's not just your parents that are taking care of you it's it's your auntie it's your uncle it's your cousins it's, it's your, your friends it's your daycare it's mm -hmm. it's the neighbor across the street that old lady that you know sometimes in the mornings like hey you didn't have breakfast today let me give you, you know, a little store. snack or whatever it's the convenience <laughs> store you know like it's it's honestly it's everybody's because um the system already thinks that oh yeah this person is not going to make it so we all help each other and that's how it should be once somebody is able to make it out they always need to come back and I feel like a lot of these like a lot of these young people, especially in the Black community, they forget to come back. And I feel like a lot of issues yeah. stem from that in terms of like gun violence um, and gang affiliation and stuff like that. Because then people, they get upset, they get jealous, they get, they get you know, kind of like, oh, well, you think you're better than me kind of thing. And then it starts this whole, it's, it's just a mess. But I feel like people do need to remember to come back because- we need to help each other. We can't wait. Obviously, we do need the help 
from everybody as well mm-hmm. but we can't wait for them to help us because already in their eyes we're nothing 100%. so we know that we are something obviously i said this before we have superpowers so um just remember to come back always remember to come back to your community and help those people make sure that those people that you know they're in the ceo positions they're in the positions that they can help other black people that's literally how it's going to work in terms of i don't want to say break or like fix the system because the system was never broken but kind of create a new one kind of create a better one yeah dismantle it that trumps yeah dismantle it because when you think about it the system was never broken if it was never made for us so we got to make our own and that that. 100 percent one yeah. for those who didn't hear that i'm dead <laughs> the system was never broken because it was designed for us to fail and that yeah. is so true but also goes back to like us not wanting to always um let people know that we're winning when we're not you know and i feel yeah. like a lot of youth um and a lot of people too who don't come from a lot but also try to show people that they do and I know I'm guilty of it. I was guilty of it as well. Um, just trying to like, oh, buy the new shoes, like get the new bag, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was yeah. always be, always be the expensive shoes. Spend money here, spend money there. Like I always say this, I spend money like I, I am Jeff Bezos. I am nowhere near Jeff Bezos. Okay. I am <laughs> no, but this is the true. zero negative one percent. Exactly. So <laughs> things like that. So and it's that phrase like broke people walk around acting like you're rich but rich people don't gotta go showing they're rich you know like they look like they're broke but they're not yeah it's 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 very true though like some communities like you see some (laughs) kids and like they have like 800 dollars pair of shoes or whatever but like at home what are you eating you know yeah so it's it's also like where are you putting your priorities you don't need to show off you really don't if you have the money that's cool put it into something that's more valuable like I understand especially for like youth growing Mm -hmm. up you know they need the new things they need to look nice they need to like I get it but I feel like it's also learning about um, money management. We need our young people, especially in the Black community, we need to learn about that. Just financing and stuff like that, learning how to save money. Um, Coding. Because again, there is a a racial gap in terms of pay. It still happens. So yeah. But no, you brought up a good point. Like also learning the things that... uh, would help us to succeed in life until and not learning it after when when it's already a little bit too late like things like coding engineer and things like that it should be brought into communities before I go into university and be like wow this is a real thing I could never heard this in my life meanwhile the girl sitting across me was like what we did this in grade nine like yeah it's because they prepare those kids because they Mm -hmm. think that those kids they have more of a better chance than the ones than us you know Oh. yeah the education Bro, the ed- system needs that's to be a fixed. whole other episode that's an episode on its one that is an episode on especially education and and the the school to prison pipeline yeah yeah but that's that adds to the trauma though well. like that adds exactly oh, that's right. trauma <laughs> exactly it still adds it. to the trauma <laughs> all of it is trauma though and it's so crazy because like <laughs> so we keep talking about trauma and we normalize it to the point where we literally laugh about it 
Like, oh, that's what I'm saying. You're down <laughs> bad because Yo, I'm down bad too. Culture. Why are we kikiing? Yes, like, that's the that's thing. The problem. Uh, that's the thing. And and uh, bring it back to um, the doctor that I was previously talking about. Instead of it being culture, I think she calls it like post traumatic slave syndrome. <laughs> when we yes. refer to things like these survival techniques and these adaptive techniques that we used back in the day the fact that it's trickling up until now we call it culture that's not mm-hmm. what it is it's actually normalized traumatic it. slave syndrome so very interesting post-traumatic slave syndrome yeah. wow i need today to was the first day that. i've ever heard that yeah. same and i need to search it shout out to her if you ever want to come on the episode you know we're gonna find us let me find out oh my god (laughs) that's so crazy and we continue to add to that trauma though if you really think about it wait what no like no like Like the trauma continues to even even us yeah from like laughing about it yeah because now we're brushing it aside that's adding <laughs> to the trauma. We're no, brushing it under like the rug. I, yeah, I don't it's like true. how you call this out on that. I, I, have I, I, I didn't mind calling out the parents, but you know, it's no, called it's, it's true though. We really have to deep it. Like, <laughs> and agree. yes, it's because of like how we were raised yeah. and like what we've learned and da da da. But at the same no, time, right. it's like we're all doing these little things that we don't even deep because mm-hmm. we think it's normal. That's mm-hmm. adding to the trauma in our no, lives. Yeah. I'm guilty of constantly saying like oh yeah it's just our culture like it's fine hey. it's not fine guilty. and it's yeah. not like i even like the other day someone had to check me and be like like that is not okay the way yeah. that so-and-so yeah. or like your parents used to that is not okay right? that's not like when you think about it when you have your children is that how you're gonna want to treat them obviously no so nope. especially violence in the afternoon you know what i don't know if this is an <laughs> african thing i always say this i don't know if i should be making general statements and saying that like physical abuse is such a huge thing in the african community obviously mm. i know for us we can speak on it because that's what we saw but like and that's yeah. what we understand but yeah. violence is so embedded into our households to the point where like you said we call it culture and we, we say it's culture for our parents to literally take wooden spoons <laughs> we say we say it's a little bit of seasoning it's just it's just some seasoning it's the pepper it's it's the maggie it's the maggie Maggie cubes yes like that's that's ridiculous so it's just it's crazy because it's like no that's just physical abuse my guy that's yeah no when i sometimes when i deep i'm like damn like some of us were really out here like if cas were to see this yeah yeah (laughs) no cas is another form of trauma damn like i don't even want to bro i don't even want to it's a lot yeah i I don't think we should get into it but but that's definitely another form of trauma and that's why when people be like oh don't um oh don't talk about slavery it happened like a million years ago like brush it off it's happening today today. no even if it's not happening to well yes it is going to go to the penetrary system exactly it goes back to like the the rippling effect though like it goes back to the fact that um we're we're traumatized because of what happened to our ancestors and now we're we're left with the burden of what will happen afterwards and which is the birth of modern day slavery so and Mm. and you know what i mean so it's like when people talk about oh i didn't do that white privilege doesn't exist like shut the hell up no the (laughs) people i will never forget i had sorry this is like on topic or off topic, but I'll never forget when there was this one short man, this white man who came up to me and said, white privilege does not exist. And basically said that like, 
Obama is like crack to black people. Like kind of like we just follow anything that he says. <laughs> I said, should I even stand here That's and crazy. argue with this man or should I walk away or should I fight him? Like I really I was or just so confused. Him? No, but the man was dead serious. He was like white privilege does not exist. Like he genuinely believes that we were all treated equal and this man was racist. And he said that we're all treated equal. But yeah, you want to say so-and-so about this race and that race. Wait, he just pulled up to you? It was just like, oh, white privilege. No, we were having, we were having, like, we were having some type of conversation. And I don't know how it came up, to be honest. Oh, I really I don't like, know. Is there a random man just pulling up to you? Oh, no, no. Like, we worked together. Oh, okay, and, like, you. we were just having conversation, whatever. But, I mean, the workplace I was at, there there was a lot of racism and a lot of white people who genuinely believed that, like, white privilege didn't exist. And every time that I spoke up, they would basically mock me um, or they would say things that they know would trigger any Black person to make me look crazy. So that place in general, they just believe that whatever. But it's it's very, very, very scary how to this day, people believe white privilege does not exist it's the scariest thing to me yeah, like there's a like there's that, even the a documentary scariest thing no white privilege. Like that, i'm like there's no hope <laughs> there's actually no that's hope. the thing there's that's no why i'm like where do you even start because even if we were able to at least you know build a new system for at least you know our community there's still people out there and it's not just white people it's white people it's people of color like hell they, even some black people Oh, they're 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 down so bad that no. even us like everybody needs help <laughs> basically y'all go find a social worker a therapist you know talk <laughs> no, to somebody the, do some family needs, therapy needs to start healing that's the thing healing that is key no, we don't know we what we're not healing. we're fighting it but we're not like we're surviving but we're not healing you're right yeah. Sadie. you're right once we heal then we can progressively try to dismantle the system and no, you're it's right. new one, because again you can't really like help those if you're still hurting exactly. because that trauma will come out it will come right. out in yeah. some form in some way so you need to be properly healed before you can you know stand up and be like yeah let's fight it it's true fight like what nana said you can't help someone when you're not okay power. so <laughs> you got to fix yourself first fix yourself no, or else you're gonna wreck yourself and everyone around you oh, without even knowing. Okay. Bryson Tiller has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> it is time to hey, go. Bryson. <laughs> no, hey, y'all, how y'all do I it? really wanted <laughs> to have. <laughs> Yo. I I just really wanted to bring up um this topic because I feel like it was something that was brought to me by somebody else, and I was like, wow, that's very interesting because. To this day, I still like kiki with my friends, you know, beatings and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> um, but then when you really deep, it's like, okay, actually, no, this is this is years and years and years, hundreds mm-hmm. of years of trauma that someone needs to start talking about it. Because I feel like people don't talk about it enough that, you know, our parents are hurt. That's why they right. hurt us. And then because we're hurt, we don't know how to like kind of deal with it almost um and of course we don't want to continue that hurt but how Mm -hmm. do we heal ourselves 
Right. I mean, where do we go hard. from here? Because even when Sadie said, brought up the whole communication thing too, right? It's like our parents are, they were raised back home. So that cultural difference is also another thing. Ooh. The communication is different. The yes. language different barriers. So how we communicate is also when we think they're doing stuff to hurt us, to them, it's like, yo, this is love. Like, what are you dealing with? This is how I'm making sure that you're good versus for us. It's like, why are you like, you know, um, suppressing me? Like, why are you making me feel less than like you? do better type of vibe so it's the clash of um I don't know cultural barriers is, is that a thing no, like yeah okay yeah, cultural barriers yeah. so we're not yeah. understanding each other and it's and it's vice versa we do things yeah. to them where we yep. don't know that we're hurting them and yep. they're like it's so messed up yep. now that I'm really deep it's because when you think about it like at home is is Sierra Leone and Guinea but when you go outside yeah. that's Canada <laughs> like it's, it's like we're living no, in in two different cultures all at the same time so even the stuff that we learn from outside when we bring home that definitely hurts <laughs> our parents because they don't, don't do it it's like first of all why you talk why do you think that you could use these big English words yeah. I don't understand <laughs> oh, five. women and gender studies changed my whole perspective on Ooh. just the outlook of things and it's so bad because like now looking at things that happened in my house I'm always like okay but why are you doing this because he's a guy like don't yes. treat my brothers this way yes. because he's a boy like don't do that I always yes. tell them like because they're boys don't back. do that yeah I fight back but to them they genuinely like I even had the discussion with my mom today like she just mm-hmm. generally doesn't like she's like no this is how it's supposed to be yeah this this gender does this this gender acts like yes. this and I'm like mom Same. no because when mm-hmm. I have a son best believe he's cleaning the dishes he's doing his own laundry he's 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 cleaning my bathroom and his bathroom in right. fact okay so fact. it's it's and the toilet I don't <laughs> and the toilet per <laughs> period but like they actually they generally do not understand those things because even back home that's just how gender roles are and and so, most women are okay with that some maybe are not but because it's the culture right should i can i say that right no. like is it it's the trauma it's the trauma that's what we need to call it it's the trauma on the culture thrown on the culture like is that the, the title of the episode culture or trauma trauma yes it's, it's basically trauma embedded in culture it's like trauma disguised as culture so that's why we perceive mm. it to be cultural you know that's how I look at it. This is a lot of gems. Mm. I like this. Where's my pen? This is Where's a lot paper? of gems. No, these are a lot of theories that we need to coin. We're the new Kimberly Crenshaw. I mean, <laughs> you know, I do love me are. some Kimberly Crenshaw. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> this is exactly what we are. That's so um, crazy. You know, like that's why I just love having discussion with like like these with like other Black people, of course. Yeah. Um, because even though we are in a common understanding of like you know the types of traumas that we've been through we are on the same level of understanding that it is trauma Mm -hmm. it is a problem it can be toxic and how it affects us and also what can we do to stop it because we all have the capabilities and the facilities to stop it all of us we're all you know properly educated um and and stuff like that we understand the world even more um I feel like it's a little bit easier now because you know we have technology but yeah and um, we all have definitely our different research. strengths and value like strengths and different and experiences and stories yeah, exactly that's where it all stems from so mm-hmm. yeah y'all talk to your friends that's what I'm trying to say have no, literally conversation have with conversations with your friends so it's <laughs> that's good what I'm to trying like- to say <laughs> she's like I'm just trying to tell you have conversations with your yeah. friends yeah 
communicate with your friends Mm -hmm. because then it's it's good to unpack it's another way of unpacking your feelings and expressing how you feel and healing exactly we all know we're strong at the end of the day we we pretend we're strong we put up the face but it's it really takes a lot to to crumble down in front of other people and like pull down those barriers and that's what we need to start doing with our friends you know what I mean and even if it's not our friends somewhere like family members friends random person like we need to start and if you need a therapist then I'm so sorry cancel that Netflix subscription cancel that Disney Plus (laughs) subscription I didn't think she was gonna say that I I I was ready for that either (laughs) no because we can't do this we can't do that no so why are you paying for all these subscriptions I know you ordered Uber Eats yesterday okay I need you to stop the thing is they did order uber eats (laughs) that's that's the thing (laughs) no i'm just playing i know therapy is mad expensive i know it's mad expensive save you coming for all of us no No, but it's true and even even with that being said though there are resources out there like yes there's so many different systems exactly there are resources out there you just have to be willing to actually put in the work and get the help because at the end of the day no matter what we say no matter what we do we can't help people that don't want to be helped period 100 like that is 100%. there's no combating that no nope. so i don't know with this whole intergenerational um to- the trauma. topic trauma it's it's a lot because when i when it i is a just lot it, it gets it even gets so emotional because you really just start to think about all the things that you've gone through in life and then it's like yeah. wow yeah yep like i yep. went through that that's crazy why did i yep. go through that because xyz happened and then yep exactly the tumbleweed keeps growing (laughs) when it comes to like you know like finding help and stuff like that I do want to point out that it's not going to be easy because like you said Katie like even when you're like sitting and thinking about like when you really deep it you're like damn I'm low-key kind of hurt and like all these emotions are going to come out and stuff so you also have to be willing and ready for that for that type of healing because it will be intense it will be intense because again, this is like years and years and years of trauma that we have on our backs now. You know, our ancestors' trauma, our grandparents, our great grandparents, our parents, everybody, it's on our backs. So, especially yeah. being the eldest in our families. Oh, being that, listen, there's so much to unpack. Like, <laughs> you guys Are just you keep really my main part. Too? Sorry. That's, no, that's this trauma. really is Am no being the oldest daughter, especially in the African households. That is, I know we talked about it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I honestly, like, genuinely wish, like, I was the youngest child. (laughs) To this day. I really, really do. Yeah, to this day. Yeah. No, I could see that. I I was was like, "Mm." yeah i sorry i said wait no, because Sadie. the way i bother my brother i'm like i don't oh. want an older sibling out here telling me da, 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 da. But i would time, rather that i'd rather that stress than that everything comes else with. that we go through no you're yeah. right um but no but you gotta no, take honestly, it one day at a time you brought yeah. up a good point how because one thing that people forget is that you can be someone who is functionally de- like have functional depression like that's a thing like mm, you can be depressed but thing. you can still be highly functioning so like Ooh, it doesn't mean yes. that you don't have depression it's just it's all that trauma combined and you're still functioning with it but it, yep. it, it comes out in other forms unfortunately it really so does it really, it really and again to, like survival mode you're constantly on your feet trying part. to think of like okay what do I need to do next what do I do I need to keep busy I need to have like 10 jobs I need to no yep. <laughs> you really don't you really yeah. really don't so 
You're absolutely it's honestly, correct. It's honestly, it's a lot. This I felt a little attacked too. with your last sentence, but you're absolutely correct. I was, I was talking to you, Katie. I was talking to you because you even, <laughs> you even mentioned, because I know that some people, they, they, like, they keep busy because, like, if you really yeah, sit and think. It's true. That's too it's, bad. It's, <laughs> it's a disorder. Yeah. I don't know that. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's a disorder. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I found <laughs> Honestly, everything. Everything disorder. Everything is disorder. <laughs> Everything. To be honest, it makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm really gonna go does. see someone about that. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, no, definitely. Like when it comes to healing and when it comes to therapy and when it comes to like even if you have if you believe in a faith, um yes. where we all we all heavily practice Islam. I know that Allah and dua and prayer and salah it's is a huge thing in terms of the healing process. Yeah. But if you have something that could help you as well, like what Sadie always says, you know, prayer plus action, um, you can get that help as well. There's nothing wrong with, you know, keeping your faith with Allah. And then after your Zuhir Salat, you have a one hour session with your therapist. There's nothing wrong with that or that you take medication at night. Like there's nothing, if you have the facilities to do that, you could do that it goes hand in hand too like when you are praying and you're keeping up with your deed and everything everything just starts to fall in line like you then want to start writing in your journal you then want to start talking to people you're more outgoing like it it exactly it really does but like some people think it's like either one or the other yeah it doesn't even have to be like that it really Mm -hmm. doesn't no it doesn't but damn that's crazy y'all this was a good episode heal yourselves yeah that that is the theme of the episode heal yourself so next episode i want to see all of us healed okay maybe not next (laughs) maybe next year next season season after that (laughs) the season in 10 years (laughs) inshallah (laughs) she said the words she said the words (laughs) inshallah Inshallah. um i pray we all heal heal yourself inshallah no it's crazy man no, it really, it really is. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of a Let's Talk Big Tings. Um, we hope that you just you enjoyed this discussion. You know, we're we're always open to hearing other people's opinions. So please let us know. What do you think? Is it culture or is it trauma? I know you know it's trauma, okay? You don't have to hide it and say it's culture. But if you think it's if you think it's culture, if it's trauma, let's have the conversation let's talk intergenerational trauma um you already know where to follow us let's talk big things on instagram lcbt podcast on twitter and we will catch you on the next one bye bye